0: this is the tom bernard morning show the tom bernard morning show streamed every morning on the tom bernard show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts
1: i have to ask you guys a question because maybe i'm just being too much of a purist and i am a huge baseball fan and no doubt about that they're wearing me out with the fishing jacket why do they do every time somebody hits a home run? Now they run into the dugout and put on a fishing jacket and hat and pretend they're fishing. Uh, what is that? So this I'm, is a
2: new baseball-wide thing in the oh last God. well, probably five-ish years. Okay, if you watch games, almost every team has a celebration of yeah. some sort yep. that they replicate after every home run. Yep. So the Twins developed it, and and a lot of them are at least semi organic the twins developed developed this one a few weeks into the season because um Pablo Lopez who came in in the arise trade from the Marlins noticed that a lot of the guys in the clubhouse before games would watch fishing shows yeah. so he went out and got the vest and the rod and said you know when we hit home runs and 10,000 rakes it's cute uh. blah 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 and so that but but like there's there's one there, there was one a few years back. The Red Sox had had one where they would put the guy that hit hit the home run. He would get in like a laundry basket and ride at the length of the dugout. The Twins had one a, a few years ago where I think it was Josh Donaldson had bought the entire team really high priced bathrobes. Yep, and so I they took one bathrobe and would put it on the guy. So
1: this is like a baseball wide thing of celebration, I guess. Mm. Why don't That's we focus on winning? How about that? Instead of putting on a fishing hat, why don't we focus on winning some games? Oh, we could have a long talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> we could have a long talk about this, and I'll tell you this right now.
2: This goes down to the youth. We are, we are now getting into the heart of people, of adults now who grew up with a completely different mindset than yeah. us. Now, they are no. better athletes than we were. I, I will give them that. No doubt. To your point, they're superior athletes they they work harder probably more consistently they're more specialized um but the whole thing of trophies and what you can say to to people now and what the criticism and i mean this is probably true in workplace too right you guys um it's a completely different ball game no pun intended and that's where the whole you know focus on what you should do is like oh no no you have to have more fun
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I tell you what if you were 50 and 30, go ahead and put on your fishing hat.
0: You're 40 and 40, sit down and shut up. Yeah. The guy who celebrates the touchdown when his team is down oh, 27 yes. points. <laughs> what are you doing?
2: Oh my god. And people get pissed cuz I that drives me crazy. Like like when you score a garbage time touchdown or something. Yeah. Yep. It's like, you know what? Just be quiet. Now, if you score the winning touchdown, go for it. I don't give a crap. I remember you guys a couple years ago uh, it was a Thursday night game during during one of uh, Zimmer's last uh, down seasons, and the Vikings beat the Steelers. And on the key play, uh, Ben Roethlisberger threw it to his tight end in the end zone. He almost caught it. Harrison mm-hmm. Smith made a really nice play to break it up. Right. And But the Vikings, like, had been up by, I don't know, 14 or something, Tom. And so two of the guys just start going crazy celebrating. And Harrison Smith and another guy – we're like, let's just get up, get off the field. I mean, we, yeah. we screwed that up. And I love yep. that. Yep. I'm like, they get it. These other two guys are dancing around. You stink. Yeah. You almost blew the game. <laughs> yeah. It drives me crazy. And, and, you know, old man yelling at clouds. I get that. I get that. I can be accused of that. But it drives me crazy. Like, have a proper perspective on, hey, If you win a game and now you've won 13 games like last year for the Vikings, awesome, celebrate it. Mm -hmm. But if that was your fifth win and you're in game whatever, 14, just sit down and shut up. Get off the field. Be happy you
1: won. Is that a certain cockiness that a lot of people have now? Is that what it is, you think? I I can't figure the whole thing out.
0: Maybe. I I don't know. I'm glad that the NFL finally started letting players celebrate a little bit because it was getting to be too much. And they brought it back, and they were like, all right, we got to figure out a way to make it fun. So now they have, like, the camera in the end zone when all the team goes up and they do the group thing, which is great. But then you had guys back in the day like Barry Sanders – who, if he scored the game-winning touchdown or their team was down by 40, he celebrated the same exact way by not celebrating. No, one <laughs> of like, my favorites at, of all time. Yeah, as a teammate, yep. you could go, hey, by the way, you just scored the winning touchdown. Could you smile a little bit? He would just hand the ball back to the yep. referee, and off he'd go.
1: I'm good. Yeah. I'm way too good to celebrate. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and, my God, did Barry Sanders kill the Vikings? Oh, how many, yeah. How many times did he run right? He made them look as dumb as you can possibly look and it's not because they they were terrible it's because he was just that good he made so many
1: people look foolish let me ask you both a question how would you like to be barry sanders and be on such a horrible team your whole career god that's got to be hard to put up with i'd retire just like he did one day yeah training camp's about to start
2: and you're still really really good and fairly young and you're like you know the lions are a trip to europe I'm going to Europe, yeah. that's what he did. <laughs> he did. He just, he just basically, I think he, he, at the time, if I'm not mistaken, faxed him.
1: I think like so. Like, sent an effect. Fa- yep, I think that's right. Walked ah. away. I just, man, Chuck Foreman, one of the great running backs of all time, never acknowledged in the front office, really. I don't know. I will never understand what Bud had against Chuck Foreman. I will never understand that. Well, and Bud also had a big problem
2: with Alan Page, right? And Alan didn't Page, and, too, yeah. Didn't he and Page butt heads about the, the fact that Page, you know, w- was a marathon runner, and so yeah. he was in great shape, but he was a defensive tackle, and Bud's like, no, you, you can't be that small. And I still recall, Tom, I was watching Channel 5 uh, one night in about 79 or so. I forget the year exactly. But there was a – so th- this is pre-cable like cable for me and ESPN – and there was a crawl during a show that said, Alan Page has been waived. <laughs> and he was picked up by the Bears. And it's God. like, at like eight or nine, you're like, whoa,
1: whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> exactly. Is that not Alan Page? <clears throat> so, one of the greats of all time, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I never got to know him. I, I, I never even met him. You ever meet him, either one of you? Mm-mm. Just very briefly at the Vikings. Yeah, I never did. Decent guy. Oh, I think
2: so. Yeah, and brilliant man. Clearly, very I mean, smart judge, man. and yeah, no, I I think he was. But I mean, <clears throat> the incredible thing about him is what was it? I think it was 1971. Uh, he was the as a defensive tackle in 1971. He was the MVP of the league. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, that's not that. Yep. That's like not doable. Almost, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I would have loved yeah. to have seen that season because that's one of the most amazing things I think that I've seen that. You know, at that time that a guy playing in the middle of the country and and I mean, this is also back at the time of the the ability to see highlights was what mm-hmm. at that point? Almost nothing. right? Yes. Yep. So the fact that he was able to capture an award where I'm guessing some people that cast votes for him really didn't see him is one of the most incredible things.
1: I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was fun growing up, you know, being a Viking fan, except for those four Super Bowls. Other than that, it was great.
2: <laughs> and now, Tom, they would, they would take the trip. Like, if you told them, okay, 2023, the Vikings are going to go to the Super Bowl. There's mm. only, like, a 10% chance that they will win. Right. Everyone in this state now would jump on that in a heartbeat because they haven't been back. That's the most incredible thing. Like, It never ceases to amaze me that they have, when they lost that last one in, was it January of 77, I believe? Yes, sir. If somebody had told you at that time, here's the deal, they've lost four, but you're not going to have to worry about another one through at least 2023 because they'll never go back. You would have said, you're full of
1: crap. 46 straight years.
0: Forty-six
1: mm-hmm. years since they went to the Super Bowl. I and you're right. I was a I was a, first of all a little boy, and then I was a teenager when they were going to the Super Bowl. I thought they'd be going to the Super Bowl forever because yeah. they did four four times out of ten. Yep. Uh, and you probably yeah. thought at that time
2: you pr- probably thought you know what this sucks. It's tough, but just what you said, they'll be back. You know, absolutely. It might take a year or two, but they'll get their shot. They've never
1: been back. Nope. They didn't even came close. They never even came close.
0: Yeah, if there's Tom, if there's one reason why you should get on social media, it is to follow Judd. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because a lot of times, Judd, I do this, and I, I do it. Um, uh, I do it because I don't know what I'm talking about, so I just regurgitate whatever. Judd says, "Oh,
1: there you go. Good idea. <laughs> because I have no That's idea what I'm talking Rudy. about." Uh,
0: <laughs> but he put up a clip yesterday about who is going to be the next team in Minnesota to win a championship, and I thought it was—I thought your take on it was was fascinating. I want to hear about this. Yeah,
2: I said the Vikings because I, I actually think in that league, I think that you have an opportunity. First of all, to pop back up pretty quickly. Um, unfortunately, Tom, to your point with the Twins, I have no confidence.
1: Right, I don't either. Zero. Either. I did it at the beginning Zero. of the season, not now. Yep.
2: They can't hit. No, they can't hit. I just don't know, and and it doesn't. Correct me if you disagree, or 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 tell me, but it doesn't feel like I'm seeing something where I say, you know what, they're going to break out of this this what essentially three month slump, mm-hmm. or or largely parts of three months, and start to hit. I don't see it, and no. so I said. The Vikings, because I like the coach. I think that you can build this thing up fairly quickly. And if you get a quarterback to pair, and it might be Kirk, I don't know, but if you get a quarterback to pair with Jefferson with an offensive-minded coach, I think you at least have a chance. The Wolves are the Wolves. I can't pick them. No. Sorry.
1: sorry. (laughs) What a disaster that franchise has been. Oh, never even came close since one. what, 88 is that about right 80
2: uh, first year was um first year was 88 89 yeah, or 89 so. 90 in, in the dome okay. yep yeah i think it was 89 90 yep it was okay. it was the first game here but they've made one playoff run that's the incredible thing Look, again <laughs> no. minnesota sports is full of these impossible <laughs> things okay the vikings well, let's just recount this quickly yep. the vikings haven't been to a super bowl since since january of 77. (laughs) The Twins have lost a North American big league record, so this is not just baseball, 18 consecutive playoff games. The Timberwolves have been around uh, since 89-90 and have one playoff run, Mm -hmm. and they didn't get to the finals. They just have one playoff run. And to go back to something that, that you brought up about a month ago or so, we've had a National Hockey League team here in the form of the North Stars are wild for a good portion of the time since 1967. Mm-hmm. State, and the state of hockey has zero Stanley Cups. State
1: of hockey. H- That's right. How is
2: any of this possible? I say this and it makes I no know. sense.
1: I know. It dry- it's like what the hell? The University of Minnesota won the national championship foot- uh, football national championship <laughs> uh, but that was unfortunately 63 years ago. 63 <laughs> years and they haven't even come close again. No. Good no God, I, I'm 53.
2: I will be 54 in November, and they haven't even been back to a Rose Bowl.
1: No. Nope, I don't know. what the hell are we going to do with the team? I mean, obviously the teams aren't making that great an effort because apparently the fans will just show up anyway. I don't well, t- They don't even it seems to me like they're not even trying anymore. Well, the Twins fans are, I, I think the Twins fans are
2: pretty disgruntled. Like yeah, there's some who, who are be. still, but I think there's a lot of disgruntled Twins fans. I think that has become not fully, but slightly toxic because there is, there's a level of being pissed off that, that, you know, Falvey's now what, I think he got the job in 2017 or so mm-hmm. and, you know, hired Rocco in 2019 and they got after that great start with Baldelli. I think there's a lot of frustration now that it's yeah I think going so.
1: backwards. Yep, it's time to make a move, isn't it? On Rocco? Yes. Don't count on it. Oh, I, I, I know it's not going to happen.
2: But it, it I is I got time. bad news for you. Don't count. <laughs> it's time to make a move of some sort. Yes. That's what I would like. Again, I'm not asking for the world, but to your point at the outset of our conversation, Kepler, Pagan. Why are they even options? Don't know. tempt yourself.
1: Yeah. See, now you've worked Uh What time, what time can, uh, do you have to go? Uh, 9.40. 9.40. Okay, I wanted to make sure. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Take a break here. It's Tommy B for our new advertiser, Niemeyer Trailer Sales. It's been a part of Minnesota since 1965. Oh, look, we were just talking about the Vikings being good. 1965. <laughs> Since 1965, name says it all. They are family if you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want. No motors, but pulled trailer RVs. Go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business, and now brother and sister team Tim and Lisa handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. The best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood or Northwood. Nemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of a third-generation family-owned business, who simply do what they say they will do every time because their names are on the building. And with a huge selection in RV service pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you're looking for. They take care of every memory maker, I mean, you know, customer, that comes in their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location, head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road, Niemeyer Trailer Sales. At Power Lodge and Millamarine, their 88-degree sail was hot, but if you missed the boat, we'll have you on the lake before sunset with their Hook and Go Special. This throttle therapy just got real. Now through the 4th of July, only bring home your own trend-setting Bennington pontoon with savings up to $40,000 off MSRP. Their showroom is waiting with water-ready pontoons and tri-tunes, huge Independence Day savings on boat, motor, and trailer packages go from floor to shore in the same day with competitive financing options and no money down. Looking for delivery? Just ask their team of experts. They specialize in moving your next party on the water from their place to your place. Over 600 watercraft in stock. Launch into adventure today at Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey in Onamia, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, the world's largest Bennington dealer. This is Tom saying head to PowerLodge.com and get some hook-and-go fun today. Financing available on approved credit, freight, and prep not included in (laughs) packages.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I
1: cannot roll my eyes at Brittany today, except for I'm looking at her picture right now, which has been up there all morning long, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. She stayed home. Go-Go had a, had a rough night, apparently. Kept her awake all night. But I still say sugar tit all the way. Yeah, you good mother or not. Show <laughs> up and make some money. Support your kid. Kid still sick? Or is mom tired? That's the question. I think mom's tired. Yeah, I think mom's
2: tired, yeah. boy. Okay, we might have a problem.
1: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) My kid's
2: still sick. You know, I'll go with that one. But if mom's tired,
1: boy. Yeah, what a big baby. Right? Brittany, the big baby. That's all we're saying. Roll in there.
2: Get the job done. Go home. Take a nap, Brittany.
1: You know, I once stirred the pot big time when I was over at the queue, And it was many, many years ago. But one of the women on the show was missing one day. And the whole morning, I just said, I still don't understand why they fired her. I thought she was great to work with, and I had a really good soul for three hours. And people lit up the phone bank, I'll tell you what. (laughs) At 9 o'clock, apparently they received a few calls. So I never did that again. Sure. But, you know, what are you going to do? Take a joke, folks. Calm down. Mm -hmm. You stirred the pot at the queue? I never would have thought that. Never would have thought that would have ever happened, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm
2: really surprised to hear this. God.
1: Uh, eh, whatever. They torn that building down yet? Just kidding. Anyway, going forward, from, ladies and gentlemen.
0: From the inside out. Yeah, from the inside
1: out, it's <laughs> been torn down. That is, that's, that is a fact right there. It'll, anyway, mm-hmm. moving forward. So what else is going on in the sports world, <laughs> Judd Zalkin? <guess>? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> once,
2: once we get past that. Um, eh, what are they going to do? Show up? Yeah, right absolutely nothing so the the hockey draft the the wild and the nhl is drafting tomorrow and i love the sport right Mm -hmm. but i'm sorry beyond the football draft and i'm not a huge fan i like that one i can't get into sports drafts uh because for the most part we have no idea it's like with a baseball draft right we have no clue half the time the teams barely know because the kids are so young
1: yeah so it's
2: it's that dead time. Um, the, the Wolves did sign, and Phil probably talked about this on the show on Monday. Nas Reed doing a three-year contract extension, or agreed to one a couple of days ago. So that's probably a positive. But we are definitely in that really dead spot where the, the Vikings. The only time that football essentially is just dead, like nothing occurs, is from the times the offseason camps end to training camp, which, which is right now. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is short short of you know some free agency periods in hockey and basketball starting this is the period where it's basically baseball and not much else
1: i will tell you phil didn't get much in yesterday cuz herbeck was too busy talking about cuz herbeck's not we are not going to be on on friday so herbeck was on yesterday and phil couldn't talk much cuz kent was just talking about standing on george washington's head out at the monument in uh, in south dakota
2: but you know you know you know i've always said this tom uh I told my friend this from the start to be at the time, years and years back. How much fun would it have been in in their heyday to be Gaetti and Herbeck together?
1: Oh God, those. And Laudner gotta throw Laudner in there too because okay. Lods was but their you big know, buddy.
2: Can you imagine that? Like I I think back to in in the early two thousands or two thousand five or six or so where where I think Maurer and, and Morneau for a short time uh we're roommates, mm-hmm. and people talked about, oh, you know, but, I mean, you know, Joe and Justin, God bless them. Probably not the most exciting guys.
1: Probably not. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> did Herbic and Gaetti and, and Lods did they sleep? Like, no. I can only imagine being in New York, Chicago. Man, would that have been fun.
1: I tell you what, that team, and I'm still friends with a number of those guys. I haven't seen Gary Gaetti in a while, and I got to – next time he comes through town, I got to be here, because the last time he came to town, I wasn't even in the state – but Laud's still a great friend. Herbeck and I are terrific friends. Uh, but, but Guy Gaetti, I miss him. What a great guy. I love that guy. Right?
2: Oh, yeah. He was, a, and and what a great player, too. I did mean, you, he was just a fantastic player.
1: Did the you rat. Ever, oh, the rat, absolutely. Did you ever talk to him when he was getting serious? Um, no, but I've heard the stories, and that is, Phenomenal. That's, that's one of
2: the damnedest stories in Twins' history of like weird stuff yeah so so the story i heard and confirm if this is true okay was was they made that ill-advised awful trade mcphail didn't do a lot wrong but he screwed this one up in april of 88 he traded brunansky to st louis Mm -hmm. for tommy her
1: i remember that yep
2: tommy her supposedly the the legend is he's flying here. He's so upset that he's actually crying on the plane. He didn't want to leave the Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. But the Twins were like, okay, we finally got a long-term guy at second base. But the story I heard was early in her tenure here, the team was in Seattle. And her, who was a religious sort, mm-hmm. gave Gaetti a pamphlet that said the world is going to end at X time, like right. soon. Right, right. And that the G-Man took it very seriously. He did. And, like, changed his life. And, and of course, I'm sure Herbeck took that well, because I wouldn't <laughs> take that well. But that's the story. Is that true?
1: It is true. You're 100% oh, right. God. 100% right. Uh, Tommy Her was an interesting guy, I will tell you that. But Tom Bernansky was even more interesting. Bernansky was not a huge Tommy B fan, I will tell you that. Really? Oh, he and I did not get along at all. He couldn't take criticism. I mean, just because I said he sucked. Why would you take that to hurt. Hold on a second, though. But he was good
2: friends with, with the core group of people that you're he friends was, with. He was. Absolutely. Day.
1: He was the one guy in that so group. So how the
2: hell did that work?
1: I don't know. He's a weirdo. There's some weird guys in sports. I don't know if you ever noticed that or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? So so in
2: the year two, the Brunansky was the hitting coach for Molitor, I believe.
1: Yeah, he I was think a weekly, that's right. I think that's right. For yeah.
2: at least a year, he was a weekly guest with Phil and I on the old radio show and couldn't have been nicer. Now that you mention it, though, you know what's funny? We did the show one day. It was on the anniversary of, of the trade. And so I'm like, let's talk about the trade. And I could tell, and he was nice enough about it, but I could tell, Tom, mm-hmm. he did not want to talk about He's His story was... At some point in time, like the winter after the trade, he saw Andy McPhail at like a banquet, went up to him and said, and I quote, thanks for ruining my life. (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) So this lends credence to what you're saying about the sensitivity issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will tell you one of my favorite nights of my life. This was many, many years ago. This is back when Ocean Air used to be across the street from uh, what are like Thirteenth yep. and and was over there in the old building.
0: Isn't it yep. still there, downtown?
1: The, the what's? Oh, that?
0: maybe not Thirteenth and Nicolet, You're right. Oh, no, 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 no it's move. still downtown. Yeah, it yeah. just, just moved. It's yeah, on okay,
1: yeah. Nicollet in, like, 5th? Yeah, 5th like and like Fifth. Yeah, something like that. Nicollet. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yep, right. Yep, yep. But in any case, I go in there. I walk in there. And I hear this, Tommy B, like really loud. And I look (laughs) over, and it's Chuck Knobloch's wife about to get a divorce. It's Kirby Puckett's wife about to get a divorce. And who was the third? Oh, it was uh, Paul Molitor's wife about to get a divorce. Those three, you got to have all three of us on. We want to come and rip the shit out of our ex-husbands. We kind of come on your show. What a day that was! Yeah. I will never forget it. It's like, yeah. Let me. I'll tell you what. I'll give you. I'll give you a call. How about that? Yeah.
2: That could have been. If if that was now, you would have on your hands, Tom, the greatest baseball reality show in the history. Oh, oh can you Oh, now, yeah. Three yes. wives about yes. to be devo- Oh my! Can, <laughs> executive producer, <laughs> and you can go to Florida for good and just. Do whatever you want, (laughs) because you'd be so rich, you'd be
0: swimming in the money. Yeah, the the real baseball housewives of Minneapolis. Yes. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Oh, they want. I sit down here at the table for a while. We got to tell you some stories. I'm like, boy, I'd love to, but I. So I sat down for a brief bit,
0: but God, I I wonder (laughs) if they're even still around. So 1989 is when all dignity went out the window. Is that what you're saying? Because it it felt like back in the day, people would be like, "Yeah, we're getting divorced. Yeah, I wish Sharon the best." And then all of a sudden, no. people were like, you know what? We can make some money off <laughs> telling all their dark secrets. Is that when it was? Was that 89? I'm not sure. Ch- I'm just I'm assuming it must have been I, around that time. It probably was. I yeah. would not no, have. No, Chuck remember. was
2: in the 90s. Ni- Chuck, it, it, if it was, was, if it was Mrs. Knobloch, uh, it, it was the early, it was the 90s. It was um, probably around 93 or so. Gotcha. And Puck, yeah, Puck, when did, well, wait. Puck's wife was with him when, when the glaucoma hit. Which he woke up. Wasn't he married Kirby. a few times? Um, I thought he was. I thought he was married once and then had a girlfriend when he passed away.
1: Oh, is that what it was?
2: Yeah,
1: could be. But well, maybe but, they didn't um, get a divorce. Maybe she just wanted one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's threatening. That's entirely possible. Time. Yeah. Uh, but you brought up one of the most interesting characters that that was here in Knobloch. Yeah, what he a was
1: weird dude. I will tell you, one of my favorite of all time, Johnny Lasman as the Chucker, interviewing everybody at Planet Hollywood out at oh the Mall of America, and he goes, and you are Chuck Knobloch. And there's this long pause, he goes, Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal.
0: Hey, since we were talking about Guy Eddie, I hopped onto oh, his Instagram. Love Guy Eddie. And uh, his Instagram, he's got a picture. It's, uh, it's a black and white, and it's from behind, and it's Puckett on the far left, Herbeck in the middle, and then Gaetti on the right. Yep. And it says, uh, Oh man, so many great times at Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. However, the photo is taken at an outdoor ball field. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that other than that it's a great photo
1: one of my favorite things about about Gary and Gary Gaetti I love that guy he's just a great I haven't seen him in a few years now last time he came to town I wasn't I wasn't in town but one of my favorite things is you would ask Gaetti a question and every time he'd do this let me think about this for a second uh, I, <laughs> he put his hand over it was like what What the hell are you doing man
2: you're not interrogating him
1: yeah well yeah exactly (laughs) it's a it's a normal question uh just that that period of my life when the twins won those world series because again the kq morning show we predicted they were going to win the world series that very Mm -hmm. first year in in 1987 Mm -hmm. as the season was started and they only what did they win that year like 87 games something like that 86 incredible at home that was the thing. Yeah, that's right. Yes, incredible. I've all, yep. I have
2: said this. In, in fact, Smalley and I debated this one time. Roy, I love
1: long. Roy too. Great.
2: Roy's guy. fantastic. Great credits, guy. But, but but I flat out said if you do, if you aren't in the Metrodome that year, you do not win the World Series. I think ninety one. Right. You're right. Ninety one. I think we can debate. Like ninety one. That was a pretty damn good team. Yes. I think that that team could could have won um, in in an outdoor stadium, but eighty seven. If you think about it, their record at home was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They were not good on the road. That's correct. And and as far as the noise went in the World Series and that playoff against uh, the Tigers, it was, that place was unbelievable.
1: And both years, they had the Nazi symbol right in the middle of the roof of the Metrodome. Remember that they had, they, the guy pointed out that there was a swastika mm-hmm. where they all came together in the middle. It formed oh, a no. swastika. I, I forgot <laughs> that if I
0: knew that, you're kidding. Yeah.
1: So you do remember yeah, that. We, we
0: just looked it up. It was like, yeah, we the, did. One of the first oh, that's things in right. show. Did. Yeah. We looked it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there, And you found oh. a picture of it actually. Yeah. But, and, and Cause some guy said, I've had enough of this. I cannot sit in this stadium anymore and look up at that swastika. So they eventually did rearrange it, right? I believe so. I believe they did. Yeah. You know, there are better symbols to use than a swastika. Mm-hmm. It, just, yeah. it just so happened when all, that, all those seams came together. It formed that right in the middle of the, the roof. You're kidding
0: me. Yeah, not a big fan of the swastika, Woo. but the Confederate flag out in yeah. left field, that was totally. <laughs> that's a
1: whole <laughs> yeah. different kettle of fish right there, ladies and gentlemen. Ode to NASCAR. That's yeah. what
0: that was. The yeah, Confederate man. flag. It was an ode
2: to NASCAR. Oh, God, no, that's still. Like,
1: oh, remember they had that big deal that the, the, we've got to do something about the, the, the car racing industry that's so damn racist because they have all these nooses in there, blah, blah, blah. It was to pull the door down, you yeah. stupid bastard. It wasn't a noose. Yeah, it noose. took them a while to deduct that one. Yeah. <laughs> really you? So you do remember that?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah they yeah, literally thought they old. were
1: nooses. Literally. Yeah. It's like, yep. no. Oh, God. People And I am getting so tired of that whole deal, by the way, that everything sucks and everything's wrong and America's horrible. Well, then go live somewhere else. You don't mm-hmm. like it here. Yeah. Go live some. Go to Canada. I like Canada. That's a good spot. That's why I love sports because you
2: can say it sucks and be pissed off and de- debate it, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, that's that is the beauty about it is that it's all numbers. This guy ran more yards than the other guy. He yeah. wins. Yep, it's not subjective. It is that's what I love about that the entire industry.
1: Couldn't well, agree more. But you know and, what? Here we are, three guys of different ages talking about sports and the history of sports in Minnesota, and I still love them. They pissed me off to no end because they can't win a damn thing anymore. But I still love them all, man. But well, you have up. to, right? Yeah, you gave up. I, I know gave up,
0: know. yeah. With the second far through that interception. <laughs> really? Yeah, when you, I was a, I was a huge yeah. Vikings fan. And when far through the interception in, um, in, a, uh, I'm, I'm spacing now, against the Saints, New Orleans yep. Saints. Yep. Yeah, I was like, that's it. I'm done. My heart breaks too many times, and then I was going to become like a Raiders fan, or I was going to find a completely different team. Like I was, maybe I'll cheer for Tennessee now. And then it dawned on me: No, if you're going to switch teams, you become a Packers fan. That's how piss off the Vikings. Just (laughs) that's how you do it, and that's exactly what I did. So you're a Packers fan now? Yeah. It was like literally watching Hulk Hogan don the NWO shirt for the first time, and people going, "What are you doing? Yeah, what a jerk you are. Yeah,
1: Yeah, my family hates it. Wait a second. Why do not we look back at both those teams? Maybe there's one thing they have in common. You as a fan,
0: they suck. But, yeah, but I was there during the good years for the, for <laughs> the But <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah, no, no time to Well, The first yeah, cuz the first time four times they went to the Super Bowl, I wasn't alive yet. Yeah, and then that's after right. After that, that's I was right. born and then it all went downhill. You
1: have destroyed sports in the state of Minnesota. It's <laughs> so your sorry. fault. <laughs> And
0: now Wisconsin. And now, now Wisconsin. Yeah. On on Wisconsin. It. yeah. Have you seen the? Like Bucks? you're just moving
1: across the country. Yeah. You're like a serial sports killer.
0: Great. God. I'm the Ted Bundy of Minnesota. Yeah, sports. yeah. Of
1: sports. <laughs> Ted Bundy. Jesus. Now he's killing women out in the parking lot. Yeah. Hang down your head, Ted Bundy. That was a big hit on the queue back in the days. You gotta go, young buck. Yes, I do, but I will talk to you tomorrow, correct? It is not fair that you have to go. Yes, we will talk tomorrow, sir. Thank you. Outstanding. All right. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Judd Zolgad, score north with us every day. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you look at the Midwest, Viking. The Minnesota sports suck, Wisconsin sports suck, Chicago mm-hmm. sports suck, and Detroit sports suck. But other than
0: that... Yeah, at least Detroit's got a few good seasons with the Tigers. They got a couple of good. And obviously, yeah. they got some Stanley Cups with the Red Wings. Yep, but well, that yeah, was
1: back a while ago. That's huh? been
0: a while, yeah. But boy, those Lions years. I mean, the fact that just terrible. I mean, they they had seasons where they never won a game. You know, it almost <laughs> you almost have it's to true. try to not win.
1: I know. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is just really really sad. No question about that. It just. But I mean. Because you brought it up. Really? You haven't won a a Super Bowl ever, and you haven't even been to one since 1977. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell
0: is going on? How do you—I
1: still watch the games every Sunday, and I don't know why I do, because I know they're no good.
0: Yeah. I flew into Vegas two days after the Vegas Knights won the Stanley Cup, and my Uber driver was like, I'm so glad they won. It's been a long six years. I was yeah. like six years. That's it. Six years. <laughs> really? Let me tell you about a little place called Minneapolis and our hockey team. Oh,
1: it's true. And there are some other places that are even worse. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it gets rather painful. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, did we win any of the? I don't want to call them minor sports, but the lesser known sports. Do we win
0: any of those now? Well, the WNBA is uh, our team is back to being garbage again.
1: Yeah, that's what I hear. I
0: don't yeah. know much about it. I know that they had a great run. I know that one of the WNBA Lynx players had to get a roll of paper towel off the top shelf at Target for me because I was too short. <laughs> <laughs> well that was nice was like the most emasculating thing ever <laughs> i'm literally climbing up the side of it like spider-man because i can't reach the top and all of a sudden this hand just comes past me and she grabs the paper towel and i climb down and she goes were you trying to get this i was like thank you very much and she had on the whole and i can't remember her name because i looked her up but yeah oh, she yeah. had on the whole lynx jumpsuit yeah and i was like oh yeah and she played for the team she was great very funny had the whole deal going. She was, huh? Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And I wish my daughter would go to the games because her daycare would take them all the time. And then when the team got, you know, went down the tubes, she hasn't been back. But yeah, they used to go quite a bit.
1: Right. hmm No question about it. I, uh, I don't know what the hell this means. Don't let Turner Classic Movies slip away. A Turner Classic Movies going out of business? I don't know. Maureen Dowd puts uh, in her plea to save the cable network and its films. A great expander of Horizons. I, Jesus, I, I love Turner Classic movies. You ever watch it? Big fan. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. The Turner Classic Movies channel is currently in turmoil, and what will happen next remains unclear after a house cleaning under David Zaslav, the CEO of parent company Warner Brothers. Discovery writing for the New York Times. Maureen Dowd makes a plea to save Turner Classic Movies, revealing she was distraught to hear that uh, TCM's future might be in peril. Well, what else are you going to put on there? I mean, that that's kind of weird, because... What would you put on Turner Classic Movie Channel that would be better?
0: Yeah, every now and again I'll turn it on and I'm like, oh, so I get to watch The Godfather and then Red Dawn?
1: Yeah. I'm in. There you go. Yeah, That's exactly right. Uh, It is more than a cable channel, compares it to a public good like libraries or the Smithsonian, not just because she uh, has a nostalgic penchant or penchant. Some people, there are still people that say penchant, you know. Penchant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For black and white films, but for the fact that movies serve as a great expander of horizons. That's so funny because my, my granddaughter is now seven years old. My grandson is five years old. When they were six and four, I was watching a movie. They came downstairs, I was watching a movie. And they both said, why don't you turn the color on? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they're like, what is this? Sure. They had never seen a black and white movie. Yeah. I suppose. Why would they, though? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, most of their movies are cartoons anyway. Yeah. So they're not going to be. Yeah, I don't remember cartoons sucking when they were black and white, though. They were still good. They
0: were still pretty good. Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie, was. It was like they were very wholesome right away, just to get people on board. And then all of a sudden, like in the 70s, you had like Bugs Bunny doing blackface. Oh, God. And they didn't know that it was not appropriate. I mean, some of the stuff, you go back and watch some of those old Looney Tunes, and you're like, there's no way that would fly today.
1: No, you're absolutely right about that. Particularly Bugs Bunny. I loved Bugs Bunny, that Mm smart-ass rabbit. yeah. She had kind of a shock that I like the smart ass rabbit, don't you think? (laughs) Quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, in any case, she writes the network is more than a cable channel, compares it to a public good like libraries or the Smithsonian, not just because she has a nostalgic penchant for black and white films, but for the fact that movies serve as a great expander of horizons. I agree with that. At least they used to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they do anymore. Uh, one that can impart uh, valuable life lessons. I have never had a stylist, interior decorator, life coach, or psychiatrist, she writes. I have used TCM for all of that, and has gotten me through the bouts of sickness, stress, mourning, and insomnia. Yeah, we've got to have a classic movie channel. I, I would agree with her on that one. I don't spend a ton of time uh, watching it, but I do tune in once uh, Well, she describes it as, this is a beautiful living history i think she's right about
0: that yeah, we still have satellite up at the cabin yeah and every now and again oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, right. I'll pop through because yeah Turner's on there, but I'll pop through and you'll catch an old movie from you know like the 70, the 60s or 70s that you have kind of forgotten about like I had forgotten about uh, Serpico was that is, was am I saying that right? S- uh, Serpico? Yeah, was, Serpico, yeah. Yeah, wasn't that... Uh, um, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten about that movie, and that came on there one day. Great movie. And then yeah, what I thought was going to be just me 10 minutes sitting down, taking a break from mowing the lawn, turns into three hours of watching that.
1: It is all true, ladies and gentlemen. God, you know what's really funny? And, I, and again, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't like either one of them. But there are certain days when, when, either the president or the former president's doing well, and they got to drag him down and piss all over him. Sure. Yeah. Because apparently, I have not seen the numbers or anything, but I just saw something pop up on my screen that his since all this stuff has gone on with the with the you know the classified documents and all that that his numbers have actually gone way up, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. I don't follow that kind of thing. But uh, there are not one, not two, but on the first page, three negative stories about Trump. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's just, I don't care if it's Biden or it's Trump or whatever. If there are good things being said about you, we're going to have to bring you back to yeah. earth by ripping the piss out of you. Yeah. Look, I mean, a renewed threat from Trump. He knows Fox hates him. I don't know what that means. I thought thought Fox liked
0: him. Uh, I think as of late, their relationship is a little on the rise. Oh, is it really? See, I Mm -hmm. I don't
1: watch Fox, so I don't watch CNN or Fox News. I just can't watch it. First of all, most of the people on both of those channels is an arrogant pain in the ass. Yeah. Why would you as a news person, I will tell you one thing, and I'm very serious about this. Growing up in Minneapolis, St. Paul, we are so lucky because we have had my whole life the best news people I've ever seen. Much better than Chicago and Minneapolis are the two markets that are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. New York had some of the worst news people when I lived there. I was like, good God, these people are nowhere near as good as the people back in Minneapolis. Sure. Um, so maybe that's part of the whole deal, but, but I try to watch it now, and the stupidity and arrogance of these people is overwhelming. But I suppose they'll follow, they'll, they'll toe the line. Mm-hmm. So that's why they get hired. Yeah. I guess. I, I, whatever. I suppose we better take a break. My God, the show's almost over. Brittany, don't just stay home the rest of the time. The show shot by without you, except for now you and I are up there. First time I looked up this morning, she wasn't up there. Mm-hmm. But Brittany uh, did not get a lot of sleep last night because Gogo did not uh, have a good night sleeping either. That's why she wasn't here today, but... We may have to cut the cord. It just went so well without her, you know. I'm the mayor of Pity City. I'm the mayor of Pity City. We shall be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on brand new Bennington pontoon. Absolutely. From the Power Lodge, of course. Enjoy sunset from the water. That's one of the things I used to love so much entertain the kids, and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Marine of St. Cloud, of course. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. You've heard it before. Brittany wants to be a Klingon if we buy a pontoon. I am going to buy a pontoon. Catherine's still battling me on it. Uh-huh. Because we, you know... I just love it because we, we used to live on a lake. And we had a pontoon, but I want to get another pontoon. I really do. I will tell you the easiest way to have a bunch of old friends come out of the woodwork is to own a pickup truck or a pontoon. I became way more popular with my friends and family when I owned a pontoon. And who doesn't want to be popular? Right? Think about that. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lake and a brand new Bennington pontoon from Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. Miller Marine at St. Cloud is the largest Bennington dealer in the entire world. That is a fact. And my friends at the Power Lodge brought Miller into the family. Throttle therapy on land and water. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. And please do tell them that Tommy sent you. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective, science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive the special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office, or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com, and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 9.54, now six minutes until 10 o'clock, as a matter of fact. Um... Rudy, how are you feeling about yourself today?
0: About myself? Yeah. Uh, you want the honest opinion? Yes. Um, I had a good friend of mine pass away yesterday. What? Yesterday? Yesterday. While I was editing the show, after the family podcast had started, I was out in the lobby, and my sister called and told me that uh, one of our best friends from Wisconsin um, unexpectedly passed away. Your age? And, yeah, 43. Jesus. And just uh, his wife was upstairs working. And heard a thud, and she walked down, and her husband was unresponsive. And they 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 tried CPR. They called the ambulance. They live really in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Oh yeah. And they brought him to a I because they don't really have like a hospital, so they brought him to right. a ball field to get a helicopter from lacrosse mm-hmm. to be able to, to take him. And by the time they got him to the ball field, they called off the helicopter and just said it's not gonna. It's not going to make it um so yeah it was a it was a pretty rough day yesterday, but uh, so I'm giving you the honest uh, yeah. answer, but for the most part, everything else besides that things are good. I suppose you have a story that is going to no knock no us no I just kind of noticed oh. you
1: not that you had an edge or anything, you're just a little little bit different today and by, but actually in a good way, so you're I'm not saying you were covering anything up, but there were but you reacted to it well
0: yeah, well yesterday uh, you know i i sobbed on the way home yeah, and then true. got home and I had to tell my daughter because my daughter knew Ricky very well and I had to tell her. And then, uh, as the phone calls were coming in, I was looking at my watch going, I have to go be in front of a client at two o'clock. Yeah. So you guys have to stop calling so I can dry my right, face. Right. Cause if you keep calling me, I'm not going to stop crying and I have to get through this. So I went into the client meeting and then on the way home, just like, <sighs> just let yeah. it all out. So I think, you know, last night I kind of, Worked a little late on things just so I didn't have to process yeah. it until I have to really yep. sit down and face it. And then this morning when I got up, I thought, just get through this morning. Get through this morning with a smile on your face and try to compartmentalize it. And then once you do, then you can let it all out. So you'll probably see me in the fetal position after the show. Sure. <laughs> AJ Why is wouldn't you be? In. Yeah. So. No, the reason I bring
1: that, uh, I brought it up because I, I said, most most people probably wouldn't notice that. No. There was a little bit of a difference in you this morning. And not in a, not in a bad way. I don't no. mean that at all. It's just that I think because I was around my father for so long that I noticed things like that. Sure. There was something a little bit different. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, boy, at 43, that's a tough road to hoe right <sighs> there, man.
0: Man. Yeah. And having to, like, call your friends in California and then they don't know what to do because they're going... Okay, do I come back to Wisconsin now? Do I, do I stay right, home? Do right. I, I don't even know the, the confusion, you know? So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough day yesterday.
1: I understand that completely, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's just one of those deals. So we'll go to some—so far, I don't know what the story is, but it's a ridiculous headline. I don't know what they mean by this. Uh, SCOTA, Supreme Court of the United States of America, uh, delivers good news to black voters in Louisiana— how are black voters different than anybody else? Yeah. It's not more likely the state will have to redraw congressional map to to have a second, mostly black district. Why would they do that? I don't know. Some sort of gerrymandering to... So that's what... It's all about votes, isn't it? It's not about black people. This is about votes. Votes, yeah. So don't... They're not doing anything special for black people. They're just trying to redistrict to get, you know, to to basically commandeer the vote. Sure. If I were black, that would piss me off to no end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it it's it's, you know, delivers good news to black voters. How is that good news to black voters? Yeah. Because you've been redistricted. Now, some of you probably are liberal. Some are probably conservative. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I think as far as, and obviously nothing will compare to slavery. That's not what I'm talking about. But in our lifetime, in my lifetime, I should say, I have never seen black people being used more than right now. Yeah, They're constantly being used to make other people money.
0: If they wanted to give good news, wouldn't they be like, hey, voters, uh, John Legend is going to be at every single voting booth. (laughs) You're like, that's good news. Thank you.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it. So they're going to drop all these new districts across the United States. It's not just in Louisiana, by the way. It's across the United States. They're redrawing the lines because they all want to control the vote. Sure. I mean, the vote barely counts right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. But, I, yeah, I, I just –
0: I would not care for that. I just – leave me alone. Sure. How about that? Yeah.
1: So the districts were wrong before.
0: Yeah. Why, yeah. If, if they were wrong for so long, how did you, why did you have them this way? No, Do, I agree. Shouldn't you have corrected them years ago? But, yep. yeah, now they – yeah,
1: it's awful. Once again, it's all about me winning so I can make more money. Mm-hmm. That's all this stuff. This, What's with everything And it? It's both parties. Uh, unfortunately, it, it is both parties. But all right, well, hit the road, Jack. Yeah, great show today, Sorry Tom. to hear about your friend. It was oh, a great show you. today. Well, again, I, we knew it was going to be great. Brittany wasn't going to be here, so it was going <laughs> to be much better anyway. But, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.